This is At the Table, a play reading series by Charging Moose Media. Your last name is Wagner, not Wagner like the composer, right? Correct. Great. Just great. You never met one of those? That's amazing. I don't, you don't want to figure that out on I've never met air? a Fogner, but I really, I've, I mean, I kind of want us to find that, out on that air. Would be the German pronunciation, that would be the German like, pronunciation. So it's the same spelling. Right. Yeah. yeah. If you have German relatives. I do, but like, I don't know where they are. Sure. <laughs> Germany, maybe. If I were to guess the same Germany. 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 Just, or they're Disney. dead. Or they're dead. <laughs> on that note. You were, uh, we're uh, in, you are not in, I don't know where the hell you are, but welcome. Where are you, listener? We yeah. are, tell us. Um, hashtag, actually, that'd be kind of fun. Hashtag we're at the table listeners. That's not a good it's hashtag. A we're going to, guys, we're going to workshop it. We're going to watch that hashtag. hashtag. Um, we are in Astoria. We are. Astoria Queens. Uh, at uh, our fabulous uh, recording studio. Our office studio our for office Charging Moose Media pew, at the pew, table. Pew, 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 okay, pew. Is that our... There's a picture coming to social media. Ooh. Can we talk about how pew, pew, pew just became our tagline for pew, no pew, reason? Pew, pew. <laughs> now, By all the way, there's someone else in the room. Did you know that? Yes, we're here holding Nerf guns. No, one, <laughs> Posing you, one for of pictures. us is holding a Nerf gun. That's so weird. Where did I get this from? It was next to me it's while we hot. were recording. I'm scared. Yeah, if I don't like points you're making or if you cut me off, I'm just going to Nerf gun you <laughs> in, the, in this interview. We're sitting here with playwright Emma Wagner. We're so happy to have you today. Hi, thank Hello. you so much for having me. Of course, yeah. we uh, we adore Objects in Mirror. Thank We're you. so excited um, to be reading this today. With I have to say, that was a... A fun group of actors. Man. No, that was a blast. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Noah Zachary, Michelle Duffy, Dea Julian uh, just finished up reading. That's where we're at. And mm-hmm. now we want to talk to you a little bit. Uh, but before we talk about Object and Mirror, can we talk a little bit about you? Who are you? Tell us where you're from. What's your whole thing? You know, your whole thing. My whole thing. Yeah. Let me so break it down. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. When I was born. Um, Not your no. whole thing. Okay. Not uh, your whole. I'm originally from Pittsburgh, PA. Sure. Which uh, makes sense uh, with uh, the all the references to it in the play. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I'm from a small suburb called Mount Lebanon outside of Pittsburgh. And um, then I went to school in Boston. We're in Boston. I went to the Boston Conservatory. Heard of it. Yeah. 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 It was a now fun at now at I was Berkeley. Say, you, you, now at Berkeley. Yeah. yeah. We're uh, it's a it's a New England podcast in here. We're all New Englanders. So. Yay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love New England, mostly New England clam chowder. Mm-hmm. It's like my mm-hmm. thing that I miss from there. Yes. Because the clam chowder in New York just isn't as good. Manhattan? Manhattan yeah. has got the, the red worst. it's the red yeah. clam chowder. Don't like clam that. Chowder. Manhattan clam chowder is terrible. Yeah. And I will Bullshit. stand by if that. If you make Manhattan clam chowder and you're listening, we don't want your sponsor. We don't like don't yuck someone's yum is one of our mantras, but I will yuck the Manhattan. I'm pretty sure the second part of that is unless it's Manhattan. <laughs> yeah, no, there's definitely a comma that's left out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, okay. So, mm-hmm. went to school uh, for writing? No, or... for musical theater. Sure. Hey, um, yeah. And then I kind of just get, well, I started writing in high school. Um, and then I got into school for musical theater and was like, oh, better throw that away. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> for like three years, I didn't write. Because we can't be multiple things. No, it's very, you know, it's really, at that age, you're really trying to stick yourself in a box, you know? <laughs> so, um, then. For teenage uh, boys, that's a different that thing. That is the yeah. most honest, that absolutely is true. That's what you do. Yeah, I we, tried really hard. We met in a musical That's true. Writing. Yeah. Marcus, uh, Marcus, everybody is, is filling in some gaps here. They met in a musical theater writing class. We okay. did, yeah. Right. I uh, ventured outside of the Boston Conservatory and went over to Berkeley to take a musical theater writing class once a week. And Where you found this really gentleman. Fun. Yeah. Sure. Gentleman. Call him a gen- <laughs> calling him a gentleman. All right. 
He's always graciously a letting me, me hold his Nerf gun right now, <laughs> which is not a euphemism. <laughs> we got really caffeinated a little while ago. Yeah, it's 90, it's 100 bit. degrees out in New York it right is. now. And we're all slowly dying. <laughs> um, okay, cool. So you yep. did a playwriting class while you were still an undergrad? Uh, yeah, I, um, I actually, the Boston Conservatory did not offer a playwriting class, so I created one myself. Killing yes. it. Um, I begged one of my teachers to help me with it, and I, it became one of my emphases, which is like kind of like a minor. Mm-hmm. Um, so I spent a lot of time doing that, and then I was taking musical theater writing at Berkeley, and then I just kind of fell full on in love with it, and I've been writing ever since. Do you perform as well? I do. <laughs> That's That was a loaded statement. I do. No. <laughs> Um, but, um, there's no judgment either way. You're, yeah, um, no, I still, I still do, um, here and there. I, I spend most of my time writing now. I'm actually cool. doing a lot of comedy improv as far as my performing goes. Nice. Yeah. Where do you, do you train for improv? Yeah. UCB I just finished or... my 401 at UCB. For those of you not in New York, UCB, the Upright Citizens Brigade, you've probably heard you've of. It's the theater for yes. Amy Poehler's school, all that. Oh, it's theater for SNL, all mm-hmm. these things. They teach four, four levels of classes and then a bunch of advanced. And 401 is, yeah. is where they start t- saying no to people who want to come back. It's but not a, to you. They said yes to you. Not to me. Yeah. Yeah. No, it was it's it's a great experience. UCB is great. And if anyone's thinking about doing improv, I highly suggest you go. Yeah, I mean it's one of the it's one of the best. It's one yeah. of the places you go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And all the people there are really great. It's a nice supportive atmosphere. Yeah, for mm-hmm. sure. Are you doing any writing, sketch writing with them or No, you know, I find that um, and I'm sure there's plenty of people who will say otherwise, but I find it's really hard to be, do playwriting and sketch writing. There are different um, concepts at heart. And um, for me, I just can't get into sketch writing. I really like plays. I think it's just my theater background and um, a more a more of a linear story gotcha. as opposed to like an idea blown out. I, I love in, it. In but... film a lot with the improv people that make the transition. You see some movies written by improv people, like the Groundlings crew, like, mm-hmm. like Jim Rash. They feel like sketches? No, or... they write like a full-length movie and, and they've said like sketches are hard for them. And then you mm-hmm. see like, Things from like the SNL train of thought, which feels like fifteen sketches extended into a film. Mm-hmm. Yes, you know, I, you see it's, that they're just they're very different ways of thinking about things. Sketches kind of like blowing out a big concept, and plays are more of a linear. Yeah, absolutely. in my mind, that's what I think of anyway. Yeah, I would agree with that. Yeah. Right, cool. Yeah. And how long have you been in New York now? I'm going on six years. Yeah, in August. So yeah, it's pretty crazy. I can't believe all this time has gone by. I met some. Very nice girls at an improv show the other night, and they were like, we've been here for six months. And I was like, I feel old. Babies. <laughs> yeah. Babies. They show up every day. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. Babies but... with BFAs. It's like showing up. BFA showing babies. up with a suitcase so, and a dream. Yes. That's exactly. It's, it's basically Annie here every yeah, single day every of the week. Day. Um, let's talk a little bit about this specific play. Um, where did it come from? When did you write it? How long did it take? Um, I wrote this play uh, when I first got to New York, so that was a really great segue without you even oh, knowing. Oh, I did it. Ugh. Yeah. Killing the game, right? Thank you. I've really, I've been honing my interview skills. BFA I have in interviews. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Well, BFA, <laughs> finally got one. I accredit it. <laughs> I'm going to shoot you with a Nerf gun. <laughs> Damn it. Uh, yeah, I, start, I wrote it when I first um, got to New York. I um, had written two plays that were very serious and dark in my dark <laughs> ages of college. Um, and then I just really wanted to write something fun. And I was watching a lot of rom-coms because I was single and lived alone. And that's <laughs> what you do, right? <laughs> to entertain yourself and to pretend like you have friends. So um, <laughs> I watched a lot of that. And I was just really inspired by thinking about... Um, 
that idea of like people who like knew each other and you know how when you're in high school you have like that one friend that you're like when we're 30 if we're not married mm -hmm. let's get married and then now I'm approaching 30 and you're like wow that was a horrible decision to make when I was younger um that's kind of how I feel about my BFA in musical theater that's, that's your high school relationship <laughs> like that you were gonna marry at, at 15 and yeah, here we stars are approaching 30 eyes. and mm -hmm. we're like damn mm -hmm. So you, how long did it take you to write this one then? Was it just like, oh, did it come out all at once as an idea or? Uh, no, it took, it did take, it, th this is like the like fourth um, uh, version of it probably too. Um, for a while I was calling it The Road until I realized like there's 7,000 things called The Road. Isn't there a really depressing Viggo Mortensen movie? Probably. Oh. There's a uh, novel, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is very dark. <laughs> oh, it's stunning. It's wonderful. But it's mm -hmm. dark. But dark. Yeah. <laughs> the road? I'm the sure road. we'll be able to get the rights to that. That feels like not a problem. Um, but yeah, it took, I, I would say I wrote this, um, the original, the first draft pretty quickly, probably in about six months, which is pretty quick for me. Um, and uh, I, uh, I remember I was living in Brooklyn at the time and I was, I would run every day in Prospect Park at like 11 a.m. And I would, um, think about this play, which was just kind of like living in inside of me and I couldn't figure out how to get it out. And then um, I have a really uh, great uh, friend from college. Her name is Jenny Powell. I'll give her a shout out. Shout out. And uh, she reads everything that I write and I sent this to her and she really helped me um, figure out the characters. And, and uh, for a while, Zoe and Carter, um, aside from their like looks and very obvious differences that I made had very similar ideologies. And then I had to work to try to separate them. When you wrote the characters, did mm -hmm. you intend for how we did narrator and Donna as a singular human? No. Oh, interesting. No. Is it okay in oh, that, it okay we did that? that we did no. that? No. Oh, wait. I, yes. Let me clarify. I did intend for that to be the case. However, not originally. Originally, I never had a narrator. Um, and then I had uh, somebody who was helping me uh, work through my script and they advised me to add the narrator in. But yes, I think the narrator should definitely be Donna, always. So uh, on on that, I'm actually really curious uh, what, because especially in a, in, a, in a play or a reading of a play, we have actual stage directions always uh, read or usually read by the phenomenal Ned Donovan to my ah, left. Um, but this is separate from that. Even though she has some stage direction-y things, the narrator functions differently. Mm -hmm. than just kind of general play stage directions. What what, what purpose does, does she serve in your brain? Um, I think it's – I what I always kind of wanted um, this to come off as, as if this was a uh, sketch outline of the short story that Zoe is writing. And so the narrator to me is kind of the the – literal narrator of a third person that's um, awesome. short that's so story. Cool. Yeah, yeah, that's super rad. Yeah, because I really um, wanted to focus on how uh, their their writing is so different and, and Zoe's has a lot. Um, uh, Carter is from a kind of uh, old school style of thinking of writing and Zoe is a more of our generation. I think that adds a lot of commentary to it. So that's kind of what I saw the narrator to be. Gotcha, cool. Um, I want to transition from the function of the narrator to the music in this play because mm -hmm. it's such a music as nostalgia piece, I think, and I won't map anything onto your play. I want to hear more <laughs> about it. But um, but why this music? Why the 90s for them? And uh, why why have a soundtrack to a play at all? Um, 
I, I think all of my plays uh, have soundtracks. It's a big part of my writing style. Um, when I was originally, uh, when I was first learning how to write, that was one of the ways that I, f I could figure out uh, the uh, arc of the plot was to put songs in place of that would like mimic to me what the emotion was to try to get it to go. So that's a bit, that is a big part of my style. Um, but I, I love this show. I love 90s music so much. <laughs> I just listen to it a lot. And um, at the time, it was like I, I – when I was writing this play, I just – I couldn't listen to anything else for some reason. I was just like obsessed with it. It's like when you like first start eating avocados and then every day you're eating avocados and then you're over <laughs> it for a while. That's how I was with 90s music. Um, but uh, Can that be the opening to this episode? Yeah. <laughs> Great, thank well, you. Then we'll go. Yeah, we'll Quentin Tarantino this episode. Yeah, yeah, that's so great. <laughs> um, but... Why these three songs? Because a lot of you you list another song plays a couple times, but mm -hmm. there are three specific '90s songs you call out. Yeah, I think they're just my favorite, and to me, like um, they're very in indicative of 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 memories to me. And I think that uh, if to me, like like "Kiss Me," which is like the anthem of this. Um, play is I have a very specific memory of that in high school and so I think if I use from the Dawson's Creek soundtrack um, yes yeah me too yes uh -huh. yes boy um, no 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 it's weird it's not a big part of your um it was on upbringing. the season two soundtrack it, it was <laughs> it was it, yes I yeah absolutely um I think uh, because it has such a specific feel to me, I uh, would imagine that it would bring back memories to other people as well. And I felt like this play is a lot about nostalgia. It's about looking back and who we were and are we happy with who we were. And so I thought that the throwback music would be a good way to incorporate that. Caffeine. Um, I uh, well, jumping off of your work then. Oh, I, actually, I do want to know because we got to we had the privilege of getting to read a few of your plays. Um, oh yeah, which are all wonderful, and we we've been uh, reading some dark stuff on the podcast lately. <laughs> I don't know so if you've noticed. We we picked sort of at random from your beautiful plays because we would have done any of them, but this one was the fun one. Yes, <laughs> we it is some laughs and some light. Um, so do you want to talk a little bit about your other work? Yeah, um, my full length play Iris is um, kind of my baby. She's who I always take care of. Um, uh, that was a play that I wrote. I started writing in college, and it took that play took me like two years to finish, um, probably to get it right. I sometimes look back at the first draft, and I'm like, "Ew, this was a horrible play." <laughs> um, uh, but that play is uh, kind of an expressionistic play. I I I was like very um, ambitious and wanted to write a like angels in America kind of piece where um, two sections of it could kind of stand alone is was like my idea. <laughs> this was in college <laughs> when when there's a lot of dreams. Um, but that's uh, it, it's it's grown a lot. And um, I, I've produced it at a couple different festivals, which has had a great um, life. It's a it's a very female heavy play. It has um, uh, three actresses and uh, one male actor and uh, the three actresses all play uh, different kind of um, parts of Iris's persona while she's kind of going through a trauma. It's kind of like a expression of um, depression. Cool. <laughs> so you know, it's a real, it's a real fun one. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's a slapstick. Yeah, sure, sure, sure. exactly. Okay. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Uh, bouncing off of your work, is there any? One of the things we sometimes like to ask folks is: Is there anything that you've seen in in New York theater or in theater in general that has really gotten you going lately? Something that you've really, really loved? Oh yeah. Um, there was, um, uh, 
a play at the Signature Theater, which is on like 42nd Street and 10th Avenue. The mm-hmm. one here, not the one in D.C. There's two. <laughs> um, uh, that I saw last summer uh, called Incident at Vichy, which is a very um, unknown one-act uh, Arthur Miller play. Yeah. And uh, it's uh, I, it was incredibly moving. Um, and it was um, – this is pre-election. <laughs> um, but it was very poignant to the – to today. It was, um, it's a one act about, um, uh, the beginnings of the Holocaust and, uh, a bunch of people who are just keep talking about how that had never happened. They would never let that happen. And, um, even though it was written in like 19, I don't know, early fifties or something, it felt like it could have been a satire piece about what's happening in our culture today. So it was really eerie and emotional and, um, really beautiful. Wild. Yeah. That's awesome. They're doing such cool things with Signature right now. Yeah. She's really killing it. It's an off-Broadway theater. Again, yeah, she's she's right. There's there's two of them. It's the one in New York. And yeah. they're doing just really rad. Also, a lot of new stuff. I've seen some great new stuff at Signature in the last few seasons. They're just they're yeah. baller. Yeah. I saw, they got a brand I, new, like, bajillion dollar center. Center. In it's incredible. 42nd Street, which yeah. is, like, the fanciest place to do theater in the world right now. Yeah. Um, and they also do, I want to throw this out there because it's a thing we've talked about on the uh, podcast before, a very cool thing about Signature, they got this very expensive, very shiny new theater center in Midtown and it's multi-tiered and has many lobbies and places that sell coffee in it and they open it up to the community all day. Mm -hmm. So you can just go and sit in there and write and work and chat with people and they're throwing a lot of community events. I think they're doing community engagement in a really cool way for such a high profile place that doesn't necessarily need to. Um, I I wish, we've talked before, right? About about New York places that could do more more of that, right? And I think that they're a place that's encouraging actors, writers, patrons to show up at, 4 p.m. and hang with their friends or write and work or, you know. Anyway, that's the thing I've been digging about Signature in addition to their cool work. You got anything, friend? I think when when I read all of your plays, because I read them <laughs> in one sitting. Uh, that's a lot of Emma. A lot of Emma. <laughs> to take in. It's a lot of my subconscious. A lot of Emma. And uh, <laughs> this one resonated with me because of the music written in, like I know that music so well mm-hmm. yeah. that I could hear the resonant for you. And what's interesting, listeners, is that the three songs that were listed, two are by Sixpence and the Richer, which mm-hmm. by the way, who, when was the last time you thought of that band? Is that true? I two think of them all the time. <laughs> the opening song was Sixpence on the Richer yeah. and Kiss Me, Sixpence on the Richer. Oh. And then Fast Balls the Way was the oh, end of scene one. And uh, other than that, it just says like another 90s song plays. And we can't play you those songs. <laughs> But know that they're in there. They're, we they're actually in. should talk about. Uh, actually, we should talk about because uh, we don't know yet if we're going to put it in the episode. Uh, one of the things that we're most excited about about this episode is you wrote very specific '90s music. Ooh, the magic of radio and podcast is sometimes you can't use all that music, and as a result, we're getting to use music by friends. a lot of really cool friends this cool week. Bands. So if you go onto our website, you can find. Um, it's so exciting and new. We can't even tell you who we're using yet. <laughs> We're still um, grabbing some folks together and seeing who's able to license us their stuff um, or gift us their stuff. Uh, but if you go onto our website, uh, chargingmoosemedia.com slash at the table podcast. Oh, I got it. <laughs> so really, chargingmoosemedia.com slash at the table podcast. Uh, you will have information, first of all, about uh, Dea Julian, about Noah Zachary, about Michelle Duffy. 
also some info about Emma Wagner and what she's up to. And we're also this special this week going to have some links to some really cool local New York bands and the fabulous music that they're working on, some of which you've heard uh, in the previous episode of, of Emma's work. And if people submit uh, songs to us, which we're hoping they will, uh, we'll make a quick playlist of everything. Oh, hell that, yeah. We'll everything put that thing we on end up Spotify. getting in, we'll put that thing up. Yeah, It'll be available yeah. for you to check out the music of uh, people who submitted our way. Yeah. Uh, can I also ask, can you reload the Nerf gun and shoot them with it? I want to take a slow motion video. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck that. I'm not cutting this from the podcast. <laughs> this whole section. But, but yeah. this video of Rachel shooting them with the Nerf gun will be on there. <laughs> Lucky Yay. listeners. This is our, these are our extras, our DVD extras. You ready? <laughs> Tell me when to do it. Uh, Don't shoot me in the face. I'm not going to shoot you in the face. I'm not an asshole. Mullo You're shooting me with a Nerf gun. gun. Yeah, but like, because some of the ass. Yes, but it's, it's pre-planned. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You already shot me with the Nerf Are gun. Are you hurting? Is this going to hurt you? Yeah, I'm going to cry. Yeah, all right. Well, Are we good? Yay! Um, that just happened on 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 microphone. Emma, thank you so much for being here today. Thank We're you guys so play. much for having me. Yeah, yeah. Thank me. you for your beautiful, beautiful play. Uh, if you are listening, uh, thank you so much for listening. Yep. Uh, we encourage you to go to our website once again. That's chargingmoosemedia.com slash at the table podcast. Nailed it. Uh, please feel free to like. Just all our social medias, share subscribe to all the, the things. Tell your friends. We're on the Facebook. Rate review on iTunes. Rate it's review. Super Those are the helpful. words I always forget. Please rate and review on iTunes. It's so helpful. We really, to us really appreciate it. Discovered. Um, and uh, we're so excited to be back on schedule track, and we'll be back next month with another play. We're very excited. Yeah. Hopefully, we'll be back on time. See you soon. Bye. This episode was produced by Charging Moose Media, telling great stories through new media. It was edited by Ned Donovan, mixed by Marcus Lauren Begala, sound designed by Marcus as well. The music in today's episode was provided by a number of really fantastic artists who, if you'd like to find out more about them, uh, you can go to our website, www.chargingmoosemedia.com, and you can find out all about the songs that were featured in the episode, as well as other music by those artists. Our hosts, as always, are Rachel Flynn and Ned Donovan. We'd like to thank the cast, as well as our playwright, Emma Wagner. And as always, please remember to subscribe, rate, and review. We'll catch you next time.